Welcome to another episode of Real Talk About Real Estate and Real Stuff. Really. Really real. <laughs> really. Real tours. All sorts of good stuff. And lenders. Super excited to have Bodie Shepard here on our podcast today with Motto Mortgage. He is our go-to guy just down the hallway here at Remax. So we want to talk about the uh, hottest topic in real estate, which is the interest rates. Bum, yes. bum, bum. So the feds raised the rates again last week, but just a quarter of a point. Mm-hmm. So what is that doing for people like us, consumers that want to borrow money to buy a home or credit card, car, that, that kind of stuff? What, what's happening in that world? So that is definitely, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, You're welcome. That's that's definitely a very deep question, I think, from some of the layers of what is going on financially. When the Fed is raising the overnight funds rate, he's basically making it a little more expensive to the banks when they borrow. And then they pass that difference on to us. With mortgage rates, a lot of times, the term we use is, the change that the Fed's doing is already baked in. They already anticipate what's about to happen days before, okay? Because just like the stock market, the bond market is about speculation. So I know I've, I listen to your podcast regular, and I know that you guys reference the, the T-bill, the 10-year note, and everything is measured off of something. So now with rates, mortgage-backed securities are moving as the Fed moves rates. So that is what you're seeing as rates come to me. Um, But when the Fed is raising rates, as you know, it's just catching up to inflation. So the mortgage-backed securities, if the stock market historically, and it's been weird since 08, it's been a prolonged low rate environment, but typically the stock market does well and the bond market does not. It's kind of inverse. And then when the bond market is not well, rates are up. So lower yields and bonds mean that the investors have to charge more to the consumer. So does that mean that when they raised the rates a quarter of a point last week that all of our rates went up a quarter of a point as well? No. There's no way really to even kind of measure if that was an apples and apples because it does kind of happen days in advance. And as you know, like you hear me sometimes, you know, from the other room say rates just went down or they just went up or, you know, it's daily volatility is always happening. So why is it volatile? Yeah. Well, why is sometimes they went up and sometimes they went down? Like at one point I thought they had raised, feds had raised their rates, but consumer rates went down. Yeah, there's, there's. You know, back to what I first said, there's so many different variables and layers that pull that. But big money moves our rates. So, you know, pension funds, Warren Buffett has a little bit of money in the market. You know, when he does something, the market moves because he has enough or the combination of people that are thinking along those lines. So the rates might get better one day because gold was off and the stock market was off in the morning and so everybody put their money into bonds mid-morning and then the yield went down and then investors go oh, i'm gonna lower my interest rates a little bit because now my money's a little cheaper and i'm gonna try to entice people to send me loans obviously there's a lot to it what type of rate a consumer is going to get on top of that each borrower is going to be a little bit different as well so even if you say today's rate is 6.1 percent well that might be the case for a 30-year loan with an 800 credit score with you know no debt high you know all those things come into play as well so with that being said rates are super volatile it's very unusual for rates to be this volatile like i mean 
I've only been in the business seven years, but I've never seen it so up and down every single day and like changing a half a point in a week. So um, obviously that has some buyers sitting on the sidelines to see what happens. Yes. So do you have any, you know, this might be, you might not have any insight on this. I don't know, but do you have, I'm pretty sure I do. Okay, perfect. I hope you have a crystal ball to tell what I'm going to ask. It's (laughs) cloudy. Crystal ball is always cloudy. So do you think that rates are going to get better or worse in the second half of this, this year? That's a long time away. Anything could happen. Better. Better. A, better. Okay. Just kidding. Um, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Winner. There's the inflation numbers, the CPI. Yeah. Is Consumer price index. Thank you. The consumer price index, also known as CPI. It, it has a measurement like days into the month. So the 10th of the month is when they announce the CPI for that month. So it's projected that over the next couple months, it's going to stay pretty flat. But we might see the peak of inflation now, this peak, sometime around, I think, the May 10th report. So one of the things that went on from June of this year, that was our highest CPI number, and that's when rates were the highest. So yeah, they went up a full point, right? And then they came down a full point from that high. Well, now we're up again, three-eighths or a half a point. So the really smart people, just slightly smarter than us, They, there's for yourself <laughs> that, well, I didn't want to say just, just me, but you know, just, um, you are really smart. Um, <laughs> sorry, did you lose your train of thought? The, in, well, I'm older, so that happens <laughs> when the second half of the year comes the word on the street, wall street, if that's how you do that is that the CPI is going to be lower, which will not have the fed continuing to raise rates. There's going to be a point, a tipping point where the Fed's going to have to start reducing the overnight rate. When I got in the business, the Fed just started doing that, cut the rate a half. um, And then another half, like a month later, it was Mm. the craziest thing. So you were just a small child, so you wouldn't remember this. But just make sure. (laughs) Very smart for being (laughs) your age. Um, But it should be end of year. For the record, I wouldn't have remembered that even if it was... 10 years ago. <laughs> but if you were in real estate your whole life, you would have known. <laughs> they should they should be lower at some point, I think, in the second half of 2023. Okay. And we're strategizing with that in mind when we lock in interest rates today. So so what are just a few like quick tips that you would give to someone who wants to get their interest rate down? I know there's not a lot of options for that, but what are the options? Well, you can do an adjustable rate mortgage, which... What is that, Bodie? Well, Kelsey, let me tell you. You've heard the term ARM. That's the acronym for adjustable rate mortgage. And so that is fixed for a period of time. Usually, well, it is three, five, seven, or 10 years. So 10 years fixed. And then the month after... What does fixed mean? The fixed mean the rate does not change. So years ago, you could have pretty big spread. Like in the early 2000s, you might have a 3% arm and a 5.5% 30-year fixed. So it made a lot of sense to do that arm. Now, there's not as big a spread, but it still gets you a lower rate. But when you have an arm, unless you're moving in three, five, or seven years, you're going to end up doing something with that mortgage. You can't leave it adjustable, especially in times like now when the Fed is raising rates. So that is one option, the arm. Question about that? Yes. So if you get, for instance, a five-year arm, what happens at the end of the five years to your rate? So the rate, this is hopefully basic enough. There's the index 
that moves, okay? So maybe like a moving treasury average. I'm, I'm getting to how the payment is calculated. So you asked a pretty detailed question. Oh, okay. You're gonna get a I didn't detailed even realize answer. it. Yeah. It's basically a combination of an index and a margin. The margin is fixed, say at 2%. Between what? The margin between? The margin is just like the revenue on a car sale. Okay. Whatever profit. Okay. Okay. So the margin is a fixed number. It's established most every arm is 2.25 okay is the margin okay the index is the volatile part it moves you guys talked about the 10-year treasury bill mm -hmm. if you took the 10-year treasury bill and added the margin that would be your interest rate for an arm for an arm after the 10 years that you asked or the five years or okay five years. so it's not good so you're at the mercy of whatever the rate ends up being at the end of your five years correct and now we have a friend that's an investor that kept a five one arm for 10 years after it matured because it was from 2008 to 2018 when the Rates. indexes were really low. Yeah. So his rate never went up. Right. So that is the only really tricky part now for someone to get an arm. They're going to have to refinance it later. Yeah, this is going to ask. So you would just need to refinance it when that time period is up. So what we're or really looking at right now is do we buy down the rate? So there are options, right? We, we can do the permanent buy down where we pay points up front and a point being a percent of your loan amount. Okay. So $200,000, one point is 2000. So what does $2,000 get you? So $2,000 is going to lower your rate, maybe a quarter percent, Okay. maybe three eighths or a half. It just really depends on the day that the rates are out. The rate sheets look different day to day. So 1% will get you about a quarter to 0.375. Okay. So that is a permanent rate buy down. Yes. What is the other buy down option that we've been playing around with? So there's a temporary buy down. So example is a two one buy down. So the first year, let's say you start with today's rate is 6%. So the first year you get 2% less. So year one, you're at 4%. Year two, you're at five, 1% lower. Mm -hmm. And then year three, you start at your normal 6% rate. The good thing is you, if you have a seller that can accommodate, we can have the seller pay for that for your buyer. Mm -hmm. So it's built into the cost of the loan. But cool. That, That's a really that cool is an option. option. Yes. Yeah. We love that. All that is really good information. I know we have a lot of clients that are trying to figure out how to buy a home in this market and maybe get their payment down and sellers that are trying to figure out how to sell their home if it's not selling and maybe that's an option for them to turn around and uh, offer a buy down Incentive, for their yeah. buyer. So that's great. Last question. Tell us a little bit about Motto Mortgage. What is Motto and what makes them different? Well, Motto is um, we're a mortgage brokerage. So that means that we have access to a number of different lenders based on whatever our clients needs are. And that allows us to find the best pricing. So um, depending on, you know, how much you're putting down or what loan type you're using, we have probably 85 investors now I think we're up to. Um, Motto is a tier one lender for a lot of these wholesale lenders, which means because of our size that we get premier pricing with four of the biggest wholesale lenders. Um, and that's that's a big difference that, that sets us apart really from everyone in our local market just because we do have that national pricing. Um, the benefits of using a broker is that you can come in and apply and then I can shop for you. I can find the best loan for you. So you're not calling five different lenders um, to find out who has the best pricing. I'm pretty confident that any broker in any market is going to be priced more aggressively than, than a retail bank. Um, just, just how our business model is set up. So you're competitive. Very competitive. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. what people need. All right, cool. Thank you, Bodie. That was Thank you, Brandy. 
awesome to chat. And why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you? So Instagram at Bodie Loans, not Brody Loans, Bodie Loans, <laughs> B-O-D-I-E Loans. And my cell phone number, best way, text or call 530-624-2482. Awesome. Thank you so much.